Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index podcast featuring your boy, TK. And boy, oh boy, has a lot happened since the last time that I've been on with you guys. And, you know, I apologize for that. It's been about a month since I've been able to hop on these airwaves, talk, you know, just had the kid. I actually just came down with COVID. Fuck, man, it's been two years. I thought I was going to avoid it altogether. I came down with it. It did hit me good. Usually my temperature doesn't reach over 99. This shit got all the way up to 101. So, yeah, it got me it got me pretty good. I'm still I'm still recovering from it right now. But it's been a wild month. A lot has changed. AEW forbid AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. We are live in person. It fucking kicked ass. AEW Dynamite this past week. I'm gonna talk about Keith Lee. He's finally a champion. You know who else is finally a champion? I was clamoring for it the last time we were on this show. Live in the bank. Not only are we living in the bank, but Liv is our champ. Fantastic stuff there. Money in the Bank was a really, really solid show from WWE. I enjoyed that from start to finish. Very good stuff. There's been good stuff from both programs over the last month, um, and we'll we'll dive into that. As far as a couple of uh, things with the show goes, we're located in a couple of new spots. If you want to hear us on audio, as always, you can catch it on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. But now you can also catch the show on the Visionaries Global Media Network. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate that. I'm glad to be a part of the crew. And the Wrestling Index website is no more. It was doing great. It looked beautiful. But we have a new venture now floorslappersports.com if you know me you know we also i also do the floor slappers podcast with my buddy mike dog and streets sports podcast we talk basketball nfl baseball fantasy football we've been doing a lot of fantasy football lately we'll do our drafts and all that fun stuff on there so check that out floorslappersports.com you can find that on spotify and it's also on vgm the visionaries global media network as well so if you can check that out greatly appreciate it it's a fun show Drop knowledge, lots of laughs along the way. Um, but we wanted to have a sports website to go along with that. And then I wanted to incorporate the wrestling in. So we're just going to do all, all in one, one fell swoop. So floorslappersports.com. Check it out, floorslappersports.com. You can find it on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. We got a Facebook page and a Facebook group. If you want to come on there, interact. There's a lot of posts daily already. Talking, uh, talking different different things around the NFL, NBA free agency trades, all that good stuff. So you can find it floor slapper. The, yeah, that's right. There floor slapper sports. And then if you want to go to the group, you'll find it floor slapper sports talk. You can also find us on Twitter if you want to engage with with us there. Floor slapper sports. So very exciting stuff. I, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. What do you want? Drafts, lists, rankings. And then all of my wrestling content is going to be on there as well. So fucking really good shit. All of our YouTube, a bunch of the guys, some of the guys from the league, I'm going to put their YouTube stuff on there. Um, you should see some MMA stuff. You should see some other uh, fancy football stuff, some other wrestling stuff. So there's going to be a lot of cool shit 
of Floor Sniper Sports. You guys are probably like, if you're still listening, you're probably like, shut the fuck up already about this website. I get it. I'm excited about it. You should be too. There's going to be a lot of awesome content on there. So check it out. But enough's enough. Let's talk about some wrestling, baby. That's why we're all here. And wrestling's been fucking hot and hopping since we've been on. I mean, if you look at, we'll, we'll, we'll start with AEW. If you look at the AEW banner of champions right now. So first and foremost, All Out is coming back to Chicago. A lot of people are upset about that because Forbidden Door was just here. But at the end of the day, All Out's a Chicago show. That's that's their thing. That's their tradition. So they're going to come back to Chicago. Obviously, I, as a Chicago wrestling fan, have no problems with it. The $430 that I spent on tickets for the fucking week might have a little bit of a problem with it. Or my wallet might have a little bit of a problem with it, I should say. But I don't have a problem with it. I can't fucking wait for that week. But they're back, baby. And if you look at that they that they released like a picture, um, like a banner, and it's a champions in Jericho, ironically. But man, you couldn't be fucking any more suited to me. Like I said, a lot has changed since we have last spoke. You know, I was very sad about CM Punk. I thought Mox would be the interim champ. So you got my guy, Moxley, who's the interim champion. Moxley and Punk is looking like it's going to be a thing. We'll talk about that in a bit. But you got Mox and Punk on there with the world titles. You got Thunder Rosa and Jade on their women's titles. Wardlow is your TNT champion. And then, and new from Dynamite this past Wednesday in a banger of a tag team match, swerving our glory. Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, AEW World Tag Team Champions. Fuck yes. I, I couldn't have been any more surprised. That was fantastic. You also got the F, you have FTR on there with all of their gold. I mean, these champions are fucking just suited for me. It's a, it's a beautiful thing what's going on in, in AEW right now. And let's, let's, I guess let's, let's start with what just happened on, on dynamite and then we'll kind of work our way backwards then we'll work our way back forwards all out so like i said we all out all out tickets were on sale shit today all out ticket all out tickets were on sale today and yesterday yesterday the pre-sale code was released it was a bit of a clusterfuck uh, i'm not gonna lie I, it ruined my excitement for just a, a quick second so what they did was ah fuck it we're not going to talk about wednesday we'll talk about this all out process for all out process first and then we'll talk about wednesday but tickets were kind of a pain in the ass to get. So, I mean, you, they always are. Tickets, anything like that, are a pain in the ass to get. You wait in your line, you get in there, you try to get them. But we were in on two devices. Um, I was on mine, my wife was on hers. And individual tickets were just hard to come by. And I couldn't figure out why that was. We were in there early. There weren't that many people, like only like 1,100 people in the queue. But we just couldn't fucking get in. And we tried floor tickets. We tried 100 level, 200 level. We didn't care. There's really not a bad seat in the now arena. So we're like, fuck it. Well, whatever we can get, we can get. But while that was going down, she was trying to get the dyna or she was trying to get all out. I was like, fuck it, let's get dynamite tickets. Cause all we really wanted to do was we wanted to go see dynamite and we wanted to go see all out. I'd love to go see Rampage, but going to see three wrestling shows in a week like that when you got two kids under two years old, it's a lot of fucking work. It's hard. Babysitting's hard to come by. Anyone who's listening with this with kids, they know. But we're gonna do the two shows for sure. We're gonna do the dynamite, we're gonna do all out hundred percent. And and we're going to do a third thing. There's going to be a charity softball or maybe not softball. There should be a charity event that they do. We'll just take the kids to that so we can we can get by that. But there's no way we're going to get past doing three events 
or three wrestling shows. I might try to swing it. I told Brett from Brain Busters if he can come in, then me and him will do Rampage and, and she can stay home with the kids. We'll figure that out. <laughs> but that would be a lot of fun. But the tickets went on sale. Individual tickets we couldn't get. I went on Twitter. I was about to fucking make a bitching a, a post bitching like, why the fuck can't I get tickets? I seen someone tweeted that you got to get the combo. So they have a combo package because Rampage is live that week. So I'm assuming they're going to do a two-hour Rampage that week. So you get two hours of Dynamite. You get two hours of Rampage. You got all out. So we got a three-ticket combo package. So we're like, fuck. So what they did was they released a shitload of these combo packages because they wanted people... I mean, they, I guess they want people to buy the combo packages, which makes sense. It's fair. I mean, in essence, when you got three shows there in a week, people, when 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 companies go places for one show, people get excited. They, that's when they sell out the venue. You're here for a pay-per-view that week. A lot of the same people who would go to the pay-per-view are the same people who would go to the Dynamite or the Rampage. So I would think that it would be harder to sell the tickets since they're in town for the pay-per-view for the Dynamite and the Rampage. I know that's what they do WrestleMania weekend. This is the WrestleMania. I, I always think all out to WrestleMania. I know you could speculate double or nothing, or you could say all AEW pay-per-views mean the same, whatever. But, you know, it's regardless of the fact it's hard to sell all those tickets, you know, for, for those shows, uh, Wednesday, a Friday, and a Sunday, a Sunday. So I get why they did what they did um, after I cooled down a little bit. But we got the combo tickets, so we got... We ended up getting floor seats for Dynamite, and then we got two combo tickets up in the 200s. But we got the first row of the 200s, so that'll be dope. And it's straight onto the ring. So it's literally like right down the entrance, head onto the ring. So there should be pretty cool seats. So I guess now we're going to try to sell our Dynamite and Rampage 200-level tickets for those two shows, and then we'll sit on the floor for Dynamite, and then we'll go, we'll sit up in the 200s for all out, which is fine. Like I said, there's not a bad seat in the house for the in the now arena so where we're gonna sit is cool and this show is gonna be fucking hot i'm not gonna go so far to preview it right now but briefly on on commentary william regal dropped cm punk's name while moxley was wrestling uh koska takeshka and that match fucking banged my god dude that kid's fucking sick dude um he's put on bangers back to back with moxley and eddie kingston but regal mentioned cm punk's name and then with cm punk being on the banner that that the now arena released i got to imagine that punk and moxley is going on it all out <sighs> fuck man talk about giving me a hard on plus you got wardlow there who's going to defend his belt and you got swerving our glory i'm guessing going to do something i don't know what they're going to do but i would assume something with hobbs and starks to end that feud fucking sign me the fuck up baby but we got our tickets and we'll be going to the show and would you expect anything else i mean come on fucking AEW's in town you know we're going it's kind of funny everyone i always say like i don't i don't prefer one company to the other but then i think about it it's like i think you do tim i think you're just fucking i think i lied to myself when wwe comes to town i don't go <laughs> i don't even think about buying tickets when AEW comes to town, it's like, fuck, we're getting tickets. Like, we're getting fucking tickets. So I might prefer one to the other, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Let's talk about Double or Nothing. Or not Double or Nothing. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, the show itself was fun. But I had a blast at Forbidden Door. 
because I got to meet up with a bunch of people, a uh, bunch of people from this wrestling community, from the wrestling podcast community. So Saturday night, or yeah, it was Saturday night. I went down downtown Chicago. I live out. I'm in, out in the suburbs of Chicago now. So a couple of the guys came in for the show. You have Brett came in from Brainbuster Boy Pod, Brainbuster Boys podcast. Nick from the Universal Wrestling podcast came in. Uh, Bakley from Cage by Q podcast came in. High Five Tom came in. I know he's got his own podcast too on the Visionaries Global Media Network. And then I also met Chad from who runs VGM. So I went out with those guys Saturday night and it was a fucking blast meeting them. A couple of them were in from the Jersey Philly area. Um, I think Brett's from Ohio, Kentucky area. High Five Tom from up and Chad from up from the Milwaukee area. So it was just really cool getting to go. We, we bar hopped around Chicago, hung out, drank a bunch, um, had a really fucking good time. So that was that was cool in itself. And just shooting the shit about wrestling with, you know, fellow wrestling fans. We were talking about that, you know, growing up, you don't have all these wrestling fans. Like maybe you find like one, one other wrestling fan friend that you can talk about it with. And that's, what's cool about like our community and then getting to meet up and do these things in person. It's fucking awesome. And I hope, uh, you know, like I said earlier, maybe Brett will come in for these shows again and maybe, you know, a couple of the other guys and we'll, we'll get to do it again. But that was fun, and then me and the wife went to the show, Forbidden Door, on the 26th, and the show fucking rocked from start to finish. There was nothing nothing bad about it. The in-ring was cool. I thought they told some good stories. Um, seeing some of these guys in person was just kind of surreal. Like, getting to see Okada in person was fucking awesome. Uh, Shingo Takagi in person was really cool to see. Sting, when Sting did his um, dive spot in the corner that was right in front of us, that our, our seats were fucking dope. That was another thing we like on the last show we talked about it. We had two, we had two sets of tickets. We had three hundred level tickets, then we had hundred level tickets. The hundred level tickets we got for cheap, and they said it's because your vision was blocked. Well, our vision wasn't blocked. All it was, we didn't see the guys walk out of the entrance. You still saw the whole entrance ramp. So fuck i'll take those tickets all day like those are tickets i'd be looking to get honestly but so the seats are fucking fantastic and that we're right by where sting jumped off so that was that was super cool and you know again just being in 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 the building with all those guys with with friends my friend gary was also there so just being able to go meet up say what's up and then go and fucking watch really good wrestling with a bunch of other fucking wrestling fans. And that place was fucking rocking that Atlantic all Atlantic championship match. I thought was fucking fire. The, the matches to start the show, the six man, the six man match fucking bang, bang orange Cassidy and will Osprey was tremendous. Probably the match of the night. I, I really enjoyed Mox and Tanahashi. I thought that was really cool. Shibata showing up was fucking awesome. I thought seeing Shibata, was really cool. Uh, I thought that was awesome for my guy Gary. He's a huge Shibata fan. So so seeing that was really cool. Claudio showing up. We all knew it was going to be Claudio, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes when you know something it's it, it sometimes when you know something and it lives up to it, it makes it even better. And Claudio lived up to it. That crowd popped hard and what he did in the ring was fucking incredible. Him and ZSJ put on a fucking hell of a match. That tag team title match was awesome. The, the 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 three the triple threat tag team title match 
my only beef with that was like the three count in the match. Uh, if you watch Forbidden Door at one point, Rocky Romero got a three count to win the match, and it wasn't supposed to happen. The referee counted three. The whole place went crazy. I'm really surprised they didn't take that in the TV storyline. I think Rocky Romero tweeted about it and said, we should have won the match or something along those lines. But I guess if that's my only negative of the show, then fuck, that's a hell of a show. So, and going to be a gripe of mine. John Moxley, I love you. You're my favorite wrestler in the world. But dude, not fucking every match of yours needs blood. That match with Tanahashi did not need blood. And then the match this past weekend, Dynamite against Takeshka, didn't need blood. Like, not every match needs blood. I love blood, so don't get me wrong. But blood should be added to tell a story. You don't need blood in every match. If you Like, it's like Cody. You know, if you put blood in every match, it takes away what makes blood special. It's that extra violence that you're inflicting on your opponent in that match. It's like, oh, fuck, he made him bleed that match. Oh, shit. There wasn't blood in the match before. You know, it means something. Or it's that first time, that one-off, you know, because not every feud needs six matches. Maybe it's just that one-off match. But this wasn't, the Tanahashi match wasn't the time. The Takeshka match wasn't the time for blood. Love Mox. Both of those matches bang, though. So I I love my my time at Forbidden Door. I'm very excited about what we're going to do all out week. We're going to hit Dynamite hard. I can't wait for the charity event. The charity event was the best part about all out week last year. They had that celebrity. They had a celebrity softball game. We went to it. There was also, they're all, we were doing autographs. A lot of the guys, you got jungle boy Anna J, Darby Allen Wardlow. We met Wardlow last year, the gun club it was fucking super cool. We met a lot of those guys, um, you know, pictures, the whole nine yards. My son was only one year old, but he was obsessed with Anna Jay. Can't really blame him. He couldn't take his eyes off of her. I also was digging Big Swole, too, for sure, so I can't blame him. So the kid, the kid's got, got his eyes on the women early, so you got to love to see that. And uh, fuck all out. It's going to be awesome. I can't fucking wait. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, these matches that they're going to have with the guys who are champions right now. And I'm fucking stoked for Punk and Moxley. That's going to be incredible. I was hoping to get the Young Bucks against FTR in some sort of match for all four of those championships. And I guess we still can. I don't want I don't want that now. After what just happened Wednesday night. And let's talk about it, baby. Wednesday night, Dynamite. Last two weeks, fucking, or last couple of weeks, you have Ward logo over Scorpio Sky, get himself that TNT championship. That fucking kicked ass. And then this week in the main event, we had the triple threat tag team title match. Young Bucks defended against Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stocks and Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland. This match was fucking awesome. All six guys fucking tore the house down in this match. There were a couple of really cool spots throughout. The big guys banged. I, t- I put in our tw- in our tweet Twitter group on the League of Extraordinary Wrestling Idiots. I said, I said, if anyone seriously thinks Keith Lee sucks to do this match, you guys are fucked in the head. Like, fucked in the head. I get if you don't like Keith Lee, you don't like the way he talks, you think he's slow, you think he's fat, whatever. I think it's all bullshit. Um, that's Samus for his persona. But, man, if you don't think the dudes can go in the ring after fucking Wednesday, I don't know what you're watching. Especially after his time at NXT, that he shows you again. I don't know what you're watching. But I couldn't have been fucking happier. Hobbs tore it up. Keith Lee tore it up. Swerves tore it up. Both Bucks. Ricky Starks is a superstar in the making. That's triple super kick spot. 
with the Bucks, and then when they did their little pose off, and then they hit him with a double super kick that was fucking dope. It was a really good match, man. It was a really good match. And at the end of the day, who was swerving Keith Lee? And in this household, we went crazy. And I said it was pretty funny. I was laying in bed that night. It was like midnight. And I, I told my wife, it was like that that meme when the wife is like, he's probably thinking about another girl. And he's like, no, actually. And that was me. I'm like, no, actually, I'm thinking about Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland as AEW Tag Team Champions, dude. My guy, baby. It felt so good to see Keith Lee get him some. And, you know, him doing it with Swerve's cool. I like Swerve. I'm a big fan. Swerve's talented as fuck. I love the tag team. I'm, I'm happy as hell he got a belt. It's just a matter of now what are they going to do it all out. I got to think it's going to be them versus Ricky and Hobbs. Finalize that feud in, in one way or another. These guys have been feuding basically since Keith Lee and Swerve got into AEW. They Hobbs and Starks beat Keith Lee and Swerve the, the one time that they wrestled in a tag team match. And they got a singles victory over Swerve. So they still got uh, plenty to talk shit about to the champs and ask for a match. Now, FTR is still number one in the AEW tag team rankings. They tweet about it all the time and talk about it and, like, where are our title shots? So it'll be interesting to see if FTR, if they pull the FTR versus Swerve in our glory uh, match. I don't think that that's going to happen, though. I think I would think that we would see some sort of Swerve in our glory versus Team Taz finish that feud maybe a ladder match cage match would be cool some sort of stipulation uh or some sort of like gimmick match would, would, would be cool since they have been feuding for so long see like this match that's a match i mean these guys you don't really like i don't really see these guys having blood because it's not really like in their characters but like these guys have been feuding for so long that it, like if they got a little more vicious added some blood that would be something there like that's not something you need again like i said in every match but i was fucking jacked man those guys winning the tag team titles really fucking set me off, and I was excited. Like I said, you got Mox, Punk. I, I don't, I'd like to see who Wardlow is going to take on. So Wardlow had a really interesting match on Dynamite this past week against Orange Cassidy, and that was another thing that kind of set the internet buzzing. AEW claimers to be wrestling. People on the internet dislike the entertainment side of AEW because AEW claims to be wrestling. AEW has just as much sports entertainment in it as it does wrestling. Wrestling and sports entertainment are the same thing. Wrestling and sports entertainment go hand in hand. I mean, there's sports and there's entertainment in wrestling. There's wrestling in, in entertainment. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the argument really at this point. That's why I love the Jericho Appreciation Society and what they talk about with the sports entertainment. It's just a big fucking gaffe. And, and Orange Cassidy, while he is entertaining, he can fucking wrestle. I don't, I don't get the hatred. And everyone's like, he ruined Wardlow. How did he ruin Wardlow? Because he got some offense in? Come on, give me a break. That was an entertaining match. If you don't like Orange Cassidy, I get it. Trust me. I didn't like Orange Cassidy. I don't like a lot of these guys. I've been on record saying that. I didn't like Kenny. I don't like the Young Bucks. I mean, I still don't like Kenny and the Young Bucks, but I think they're fucking just incredibly talented performers. I didn't like Orange Cassidy at all. I thought he was fucking a disgrace. But, dude, look at what the guy does. He is so good. Every match he puts on is good. And that match with Will Ospreay, 
that'll show you. If you want to see how good Pockets is, go watch the Pockets match. But, or the Pockets match with Osprey at Doubler, or, God damn, I keep calling it Doubler Nothing, at Forbidden Door. That fucking shit banged. This Wardlow Pockets match was fun, and I thought, I, I really got a kick when Wardlow ripped his pockets out. <laughs> but it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who, who Wardlow is going to wrestle at All Out. I'd like to see Miro. I think that would be a banging-ass feud, or a banging-ass match at least, Wardlow versus Miro for the TNT title. It would give him a legitimate a legitimate contender. So right now, I'm going to go with Miro. I'm going to say that's who Wardlow is going to face. And then, yeah, Swerving Our Glory against Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. That's really all I'm going to predict for All Out. But, yeah, that was fucking, that was the blast. And then the only the other thing I want to talk about before we write out is Money in the Bank. Started the show hot as hell. Live in the bank. I was screaming for it. That girl has worked her ass off. You love to see when someone just puts in the time in the ring. She has put in the time. She has gotten so much better over the last couple of years, both in the ring and on the stick. Her character is great. The fans love her. Everyone loves her. Everyone's endeared to live. And seeing her win that was awesome. And I was so excited because I was like, okay, this is cool. She's going to hold this for a little bit. I didn't anticipate. Like, she's definitely not going to cash in on Bianca. And then, because that would heal her heal her up. And then I was like, she ain't going to cash in on Rousey. But I'll be fucking damn, dude. They teased the cash in on Bianca, which I thought was cool because you always love money in the back, money in the bank, cash and teases. But man, when she cashed in on Rousey, oh, I was going crazy. I was so fucking excited. I actually didn't watch the show live, so I had to stay off of social media the whole night before, which is hard to do. I stayed off social media for like fucking 12 hours. Thank God I did, because I would have been so upset if I missed this. Like, if I didn't get the the true feelings and emotions of it, because when she won that title, when, when she won the money in the bank, I was emotionally excited. When she won the title, I was fucking, I was stoked. I was fucking stoked. And that's what wrestling does for you. You know, everyone's like, oh, why do you love wrestling so much? Why do you love wrestling so much? Sometimes you invest in these people so much, you just need a payoff. And that's why, you know, it was seeing it was sad seeing all these guys in NXT that we invested all this time in either get up called called up to the main roster, characters completely switched, or not doing nothing with them, or just fucking just fired like six, nine months later. So it's great to see when you invest so much into somebody like a Liv Morgan, the payoff in the end. And you got that payoff at money in the bank. And WWE did a great job with it. So kudos there to them. And then another more kudos here i love what they did with the men's money in the bank and with bobby lashley if roman reigns is going to be the champion that holds both belts which i'm i guess i'm fine with we'll see i guess what happens at clash of champions or clash god damn man adult forbidden door double or nothing clash of the champions clash we'll see what happens at clash of the castle if they split belts or if drew will be going for i assume drew but if drew will be going for both belts if Roman is to keep both belts and not appear on television weekly or both shows specifically Raw weekly, then having your top Raw title on Bobby Lashley is great because it gives you a certified badass and top of the roster guy holding that belt because then they're in fourth and makes you feel like the United States Championship is the show of Raw or is the title of Raw 
and Bobby is holding that belt. So I'm happy about it. I'm not necessarily happy that Bobby and Theory are having a rematch at SummerSlam. I would have liked to see them go in a different direction with that. I'm not exactly sure who I would have liked to see Bobby wrestle at SummerSlam, but I would have liked to see it someone different than Theory. Not that I have a problem with Theory. I love what Theory did at the end of the night. I wanted Seth Rollins to win personally. But here's the thing with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and we talked about this last time we were on the show. The Money in the Bank briefcase, to me, is supposed to elevate a mid-card guy to the main event picture. Seth Rollins is already a main eventer. Drew McIntyre is already a main eventer. Those are the two guys that I wanted to win solely because I want Seth to cash in on Roman and then Cody and Seth to wrestle for the title down the road. Drew would have been cool to have to have it, cash it in on Roman, just take the belt from him. Or say, hey, I want to fucking do it at Clash of Castle, but I don't like that, hey, I want to cash in thing. I think the money in the bank should be more mysterious or cash in, should be your cash in. And I didn't want it to be Riddle. Riddle to me is not a world champion. I don't Riddle to me is not ever a world champion. It's not that I don't like Riddle. I think Riddle's a great mid-carder, but he is not a world champion to me. So those are really the only options in the match. And and I don't think Madcap Moss is there. Maybe next year for Madcap Moss, but he's not quite there yet. But that dude's got a lot of potential. But Theory could be that dude. He could be that dude. He's got the looks. He could talk. He can go in the ring. And people hate him. I think he's got both go-away heat from a lot of people, which isn't a good thing, and natural heel heat, which is a good thing. But at the end of the day, he strikes emotion from people which is a good thing. And he's got that look. Here's what I would do with the briefcase. Theory should hold it for a long time and tease cash-ins and tease cash-ins. I would eventually have Cody win the championship. I think it should be from Seth, but I think Cody will eventually win the championship in some capacity. And when he does, that moment's going to be so huge. And what would be bigger then Theory cashing in the Muddy in the Bank briefcase onto Cody. The people would go insane. They would fucking shit themselves. And then like Cody, Chase Theory, maybe he takes it back, back at, I don't know, SummerSlam or some shit. If Theory did this at, at WrestleMania per se, could you imagine that? If Theory's holding the, the belt after night one, because we know it's going to be Roman Rock night two, hoping Roman Rock night two. But if Theory's sitting there holding up one of the titles or both the titles at this point, maybe. Fuck, dude. That's heat. That is heat. The people would go nuts. That's what I would do. So I'm good with Theory winning it because he's that guy, that mid-card guy who could be future world champion. He reminds me a lot of The Miz when Miz did it back, fuck, 12 years ago now. But I think he's better than Miz was at that point too, which is scary. And, and you see what Miz has turned himself into. But I think Theory's got Theory's got potential to be bigger than Miz, which is saying a lot in the ring. I don't know if he's got potential to be bigger than the whole entertainment aspect of Miz with reality TV shows and whatnot. But hey, if he marries a fucking smoking hot wife like Maurice, you never know. He can get himself on TV too. So we'll see. But that's what I would do with Theory. I thought Money in the Bank fucking banged in. I ain't even talk about the fucking match that could be match of the year. The Street Profits in the New Day. My fucking God. You want to talk about tag team wrestling. You want to talk about tag team wrestling. Go fucking watch Money in the Bank. Go watch it. 
I watched it again after I watched it. That match was so good. So good. I saw my boy Devin from Clark Street Wrestling say he watched that match like four times in a row. That match was good. If you want a fucking tag team wrestling match, go watch that match. That was five stars, five star plus, plus, plus. That's how good that match was. And we'll get the rematch at SummerSlam. I don't expect it to be as good. I I thought when you put out a match that that's, that's that good, you can't go and do a normal match after that again. So that match was so fucking good at Money in the Bank that they need to go at SummerSlam and put it in some sort of ladder match. Or, a, I mean, a cage match. Something along those lines. Like, they need to do something different than just a regular match. Sure, they said Montez Ford's shoulder was up. That's why. So they can swing doing it in a regular match again. But I think that you can't replicate what they did. They might. They might do better. But I don't think I don't think that you can. So put it in some sort of a ladder match. This is kind of how I would book it personally. But regardless, that was a five-star match. And I expect this match to be very fucking good as well. SummerSlam's coming up soon. Roman Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, last man standing match for the undisputed Universal WWE World Championship. What a stupid fucking long-winded name for a title. And then you have Baron Cor or Happy Corbin versus Pat McAfee, which will be good. Real good. WWE premium live events don't miss. They have all banged this year. Even WrestleMania Backlash wasn't bad for what it was. So I expect SummerSlam to be good. I expect SummerSlam to be really good. I think Seth Rollins and Riddle will be on there. You got Lashley and Theory on there. Street Profits and Usos, like I just said. Miz. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be Miz and Ciampa against Logan Paul and AJ Styles. And other, you got Miz and Logan Paul in some capacity, but... If it's Logan Paul by himself, people are going to boo him. So you got to strap him down with some sort of face. So I got it in the feud's been the way they've been building it on TV with, with Ciampa and Miz together. And Ciampa finally came out with Miz on Raw this past week. So I would think that maybe AJ is going to be Logan Paul's partner. You got on the women's side of things, you're going to see Liv and Ronda in a rematch, quote unquote, from Money in the Bank. You'll see, it looks like they're setting up Bianca, Carmella, and Becky on the Raw side of things. I get it, because Carmella came out last year to wrestle Bianca before Becky came out and did the 26-second thing, so I guess they're going to triple threat that. Plus, it gives that fall guy, or fall woman in this case, Carmella takes the pin at SummerSlam. They're in fourth. Becky can complain still that she didn't lose, or God forbid if they put the fucking belt back on Becky, which I don't think they should do. You know, Bianca never lost her belt. So so either way, you got that you got that scapegoat there in that match. So it's looking like a pretty decent card so far. You know, the build, they do a shit job with their builds, I feel like. But the the, the premium live events never disappoint or haven't disappointed. Royal Rumble disappointed. I think they were still pay-per-views then though. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. I'm looking forward to all out. I'm looking forward to fucking rampage tonight. Big ROH night. The ROH um the, the ROH pay-per-view coming up here, I think next week. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the world championship. The biggest focal point they've been building Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal for months now. 
for the TV title. You got FTR and the Briscoes in a two out of three falls match for the eight or for the ROH tag team titles. That should be real good. You're going to have Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the ROH Pure Championship. Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb for the ROH Women's Championship. Man, us wrestling fans, we're expected to remember a lot off the top of our heads, huh? <laughs> but this card's going to fucking bang. And I fully expect tonight on Rampage, Claudio to come out and save Lee Moriarty. And we'll see Claudio and Gresham in, in the main event for the ROH World Championship. Or maybe it won't be the main event. Maybe they, they do the FTR and the Briscoes in the main event. But I would expect that to be the ROH World Championship match. And then... We got the G1 Climax for New Japan starting up this weekend. Fucking four blocks. It's different than usual. Usually there's two blocks. Ten guys in each block. This time there's four blocks. Seven guys in each block, I believe. 28 guys total. Um, Winners will square off in the semis. And then the finals to get the winner of the G1. It's going to be very interesting. I would like to thank Brett from Brainbuster Boys for sending me over a spreadsheet, which I have to fill out this evening for my winner. I have not yet. I should have probably done that before I came on here, so I have prediction for you, but I don't quite have that yet. Always, you know, you can always go with Okada. Will Ospreay is always a good option. You know, it's it's always going to be one of the big one one of the one of the big ones. I don't think there's going to be any sort of surprise. I'd say out of the A block, I like Okada. Out of the B block, I like Jay White coming out. Out of the D block, I liked, who was it? I think it was, yeah, I like Shingo coming out, Shingo Takai coming out. And out of the C block, I liked Naito coming out. So then it would be, I think it would be Naito. See, I don't know if it was C block versus D block, and that I'm not gonna have Naito against Shingo, so that's not gonna work for me actually. So maybe I'll be like a Kenta. I'm gonna fill this out later. So I'll I'll have an article up on floorcypersports.com with, with my actual predictions. But we're gonna see some really fun matches. The blocks are cool. A block, you got Okada, Jonah, Yano, Archer, Cobb, Fale, and Tom Lawler. B block, so you will see some good matches. Uh match I'm most looking forward to in that block, I'd say. Jonah and Archer will be fun. Jonah and Cobb will be fun. Archer and Cobb will be fun. So we got some big, beefy boys in that block. Over in the B block, you got Jay White, Tai Chi, Tomohiro Ishii, Sonata, Tamatonga, Chase Owens, and the great Okan. This one should be cool. I think Jay White and Sonata will put on a banger. Jay White and Tamatonga are going to beat the fuck out of each other. I think Tamatonga and Chase, Chase Owens will be underappreciated as well. Down in the C block, you got Naito, Tanahashi, Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, Evil, and Hanari. This is the best block as far as talent goes, in my opinion. Anyone can come out of this block outside of Hanari, and let's be honest, Evil. Some some really cool matches. We'll see Naito and Tanahashi, Tanahashi and Goto, Tanahashi and CSJ, Naito and CSJ, Naito and Kenta. I mean, this this the C block bangs. C block fucking bang bangs. And down in the D block, you got Will Ospreay, Shingo Takai, Juice Robinson, ELP, Yoshihashi, The Pimp, and David Finley. Juice Robinson caught an electric two-minute promo at the G1 press conference about this. It was pretty funny about this block, which was pretty funny. But obvious matches that I'm looking forward to. One, I'm looking forward to seeing ELP's jackets. Two, I'm looking forward to seeing 
Will Ospreay and Juice Robinson, as that should be the the focal point for the IWGP United States Championship. Will Ospreay and Shingo, Juice and Shingo. This tournament's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to fill this out later tonight. There will be an article up on floorslappersports.com. And this is a lot of fun. I, I, I'm I happy to be back. I'm going to try to come back and do this at least weekly once by myself. Going to have a panel show coming real soon with some of the guys from the League of Extraordinary Idiots and my guy Eli Myers from the Ring of – or from the Nerds of Wrestling, sorry. And uh, and it's going to be – that that show is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do that weekly. Talk some A-dubs, some WWE, some N- some New Japan Pro Wrestling, some Indie Wrestling. And uh, – other than that, guys, you find this show and the Floor Slappers podcast on floorslapersports.com. You find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and please check us out. I, I greatly appreciate you guys listening. The website's going to bang. If you like like NBA lists, or not NBA, but if you like sports and wrestling lists, rankings, original original content, that kind of stuff, check out the website. Really good stuff. And I greatly appreciate you guys checking out the show, following me. Check me out on Twitter. Check out Floor Cypher Sports on Facebook, Twitter. And I'll catch you guys next week.